0: Welcome back, everybody. You have come to our Encounter with God section. We have, as we begin, a quiz question, a Ooh, quiz yes. clue. Somebody, okay. Somebody's come very, very close so far. but Someone came close, but no prize. actually nailed it yet. So
1: this is our quiz for today. This is a Who Am I Bible character.
0: Who is the a, wife of Marlon?
1: Yeah, and the fourth clue is, I replied to my mother-in-law, where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God.
0: And where you die, I will die.
1: She said that too? That's the next verse. Oh, I and really like it. Can I read it one more time? This is one of my favorite Bible verses. Okay. Okay, so the clue is I replied to my mother-in-law Where you go, I will go And where you stay, I will stay Your people will be my people And your God, my God If you think you know the answer Give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM And we will give you the prize Which yes. today is a Melissa Otto City this, album this, this,
0: this is not just a Who Am I quiz oh. This is also a What Book Am I?
1: It's true Has her own book
0: Yep, so there you go All right, so what are we studying today, Mon, here in our encounter with God?
1: Okay, so we we were looking at the Sabbath. We have our $1,000 offer. If you can uh, find us a Bible verse that shows the Bible commanding Sunday to be kept holy instead of Saturday. And uh, we went through every single Bible verse that mentions the first day of the week, that being Sunday. And then we took a good long look at... um, in the New Testament, how the saints in the New Testament kept the Saturday Sabbath holy, mm-hmm. and now we're going to take a quick look today at uh, the attempted change of the Sabbath because it's often yeah. obviously a bit of confusion. You know, we had people ring up and you know they were trying to um, prove that Sunday was the Sabbath, and there just wasn't anything in the Bible, which leaves them a bit confused. You know, how did we come to all be keeping Sunday? I was discussing this with one of our listeners um, who came to visit just over the weekend, and he was like, "I don't get it." Most religions keep Sunday. Why is it like a small pocket of people keeping Saturday? And what's that all about? How? Did it, why is there confusion? So, let's have a look at how it got to change. So you had a you had a,
0: a, a listener who came to visit.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a he was a friend of my housemate. Okay, and, uh, and we were discussing the radio. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. actually, he gave me some really good questions that we're going to be using for our Q of the D later in the
0: ah, show. Ah, awesome! All right, so in Isaiah chapter sixty six. Uh, Verse 22, the Bible says, For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. It shall come to pass that from one new moon, that's each month, to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. So the Bible is very, very clear that for eternity in heaven we are going to keep the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to think about this for a moment, Mon. Yeah. The Sabbath was given at creation. Yep. it was set apart for a holy use. Yep, Adam and Eve were placed in the garden, and God set them to work. Mm. You know, to, to to look after the garden, to take care of etc. And He gave them the Sabbath off. He set it apart as a holy use, as a day of worship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we should worship God every day, right? Absolutely. But there's a difference between worshiping God on a day and having a day of worship, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Worshiping God on a day and having a day of worship. Yep. Yeah, different. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we should worship God on every day, mm-hmm. but one day a week, he says, have a day of worship.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, and then we find that, you know, um, right the way down through history, God's people kept the Sabbath. They were keeping the Sabbath, you know, before Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can We find that in the book of Exodus. We find that at Mount Sinai when God gives the Ten Commandments, you know, this is the great constitution of the government of heaven. Uh and writes it in stone and places it in the Ark of the Covenant, Uh uh, centerpiece of the Jewish temple, uh, that he places right there in the center of that law, the Sabbath. And then we find that from there, there on forward, God's people keep the Sabbath, Jesus comes along, and Jesus, who is our great example. Let me ask you another question, Mon. Can you go wrong by doing something that Jesus did, by following his example? No. Can you go wrong by not following his example? Yes. Okay, so Jesus' example with Sabbath keeping was to do what?
1: Keep the Sabbath on Saturday.
0: That's right. If you go to the book of Luke, chapter 4, and verse 16, the Bible says... Uh, verse 16, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his habit was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So this was Jesus' habit. He went to church on Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Did Jesus ever change that? No. No. What did he say in Matthew 24, verse 20, when he was talking about the end of time? So Matthew 24 and verse 20, which is an end time prophecy. By the way, guess what? What? Our next Bible study is all about Matthew 24. Signs of the times. (laughs) Second coming uh, chapter. 24 verse 20. What does he tell us to do at the end of time?
1: And pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. There you go. So he's talking about the Sabbath at the end of time.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Jesus clearly intends us to keep the Sabbath right the way through until the end of t- He commands us to do so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got, of course, the apostles who kept the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they were preaching to the Gentiles and not to the Jews, mm-hmm. they did it on the Sabbath day.
1: Why is that significant?
0: Well, it would have been much easier for them to do it on Sunday because Sunday was the day that all of the pagans worshipped on because it was the day of worship of the sun. Okay. And so that was their day off.
1: Is that why it's called Sunday? It's exactly why it's called Sunday. Okay, Okay, yeah. So you
0: have sun's day, you Uh. have moon's day, Uh. you have uh, um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, twigs' day, Woden's day. Thor's Day, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> and Frigg's Day.
1: I know who Thor is. And then is. you have
0: Saturn's Day.
1: Oh, okay, righto, righto. And
0: Saturn, of course, is the, you know, the equivalent of um, uh-huh. Deus Solus, Sun's yeah. Day.
1: Yeah. So that's where we get our names from. Yeah. Because we never had those before. It was always us first day, second day, third day,
0: fourth day, fifth day, preparation, preparation day, day, Sabbath, Sabbath. day. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. A bit of history lesson.
0: Yeah, I love history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay, so where are we up to? Well, we we're talking about, okay, so, so then, um, you know, and then of course the Bible says that we'll keep the Sabbath for eternity. So, and I pointed this out last week, but, you know, imagine this God gives it a creation. It's, it's kept all the way down through history. Um, Jesus keeps it. And then uh, just, and then Jesus says, yep, and we're going to keep this for eternity. And then, but he says, oh no, surprise, surprise, for a 2,000 year gap in the middle there, we're actually going to keep the pagan Sunday.
1: No, he didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be very inconsistent in yeah, the Bible, it? and absolutely. that's why you don't find it anywhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where did what? Where did that change happen? H- how did that actually take place?
1: Is it, 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 do you know what? It feels like it was almost like an overnight worldwide change. Just bump one next morning, everyone woke up and decided to keep Sunday. It because it's just so unheard of. Like if you talk to anyone on the street, they always talk about going to church on, on Sunday. You know, when I go for job interviews and they're like, why can't you work Saturday? And I say, I'm going to church. They're like, don't you mean Sunday? And I'm like, no, Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there are uh, many millions of people around the world. And This is the other interesting thing that is worth noting from history. Uh, the Sabbath has never been lost. Sabbath keeping has never been lost. Mm-hmm. Sabbath keeping is not a modern day thing amongst Christianity. Okay. Um, and so there are, you know, uh, there were Sabbath keepers, you know, in places like Armenia and Ethiopia and, and so forth that kept the Sabbath all the way from the time of the apostles, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, you come to the Great Reformation of the 16th century, and the Celtic Christians up in Scotland were still keeping the Sabbath day. Wow! You know, mm-hmm. there's this is, there's is a long way down through history um, that uh, that the Sabbath was kept in India and China and places like this, places where. Apostolic Christianity went So Christianity travelled to In the time of the Apostles But then Christianity became Relatively isolated um, From Western Christianity This is where you find Sabbath keeping was preserved Right the way through Until our time So you know The Sabbath is not something That has ever disappeared Or gone away um, It has always been there It is not a new invention And it's not going to go Any way anytime soon And it's be here for eternity <music>
2: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
0: Okay, so let's go to Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. And over here in Daniel chapter 7. Where, where's Daniel gone in my Bible? My favorite book of the Bible and it's just escaped from Here You lost
1: go. your favorite book. You
0: know what? My Bible had already turned to it and I was flicking other pages. <laughs> 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 Let me show you something interesting about my Bible. Can you see something interesting about my Bible right there?
1: Uh, The pages are really, really dirty, (laughs) (laughs) which means you've been there a lot.
0: Okay, so the pages have browned off around the books of Daniel Uh and Revelation. If I go to Revelation, you'll find pretty much the same thing I think you'll find. Um, because these are parts of the Bible I like to read a lot. Yeah. So if you've got questions about Daniel and Revelation, I'd love to hear them. I'd love to answer your questions. You know what our number is, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 491 or shoot us a message on Facebook. You know the drill. Give us a, send us a message or give us a call.
1: My Bible is brown in uh, the book of Psalms. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's where I have my brown patches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you can tell something about a person by where the brown patches are in their Bible. Yeah. You know, their sweaty fingers have, uh, over the years, uh, those pages have seen uh-huh, a lot of uh-huh. use.
1: It does make me wonder how much my thumbs sweat, though. I'm
2: like, really? <laughs>
0: well, uh, yeah. Anyway, where were we? Daniel chapter 7, and let's go to verse 25. This is an interesting prophecy here, a prophecy about the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to share a couple of things about the Antichrist here in just a moment after you read this prophecy.
1: He will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, and they will be placed under his control for a time, times. And half a time.
0: Time, times, and half a time is a um, Hebrew way of speaking. Uh, refers to one year, two years, and half a year. And elsewhere in the Bible, this same time prophecy is repeated. In fact, it's repeated seven times in the Bible. Oh. In one place, it is spoken of as 42 months. Mm-hmm. And in other places, 1,260 days. That's why we know very, very clearly this is a three-and-a-half-year period that is being spoken of here. So this is actually a very, very long period because in the Bible, a day symbolizes a year. So you've got 1,260 days in three and a half years, biblical years, that is. And in the, um, in the Bible, a day symbolizing a year, so it's a period of 1,260 years. However, the Bible says some fascinating things. Let me read it from a slightly more uh, word-for-word translation here. In verse 25, it says, He shall speak great words against the Most High. He will wear out the saints of the Most High. Now we were talking to Muhammad earlier. We were talking about to, uh, talking about uh, violence within Islam, and uh, Muhammad is a, is a is a Muslim person here from uh, the Newcastle Central Coast region. Um, and we, one of the things that we mentioned was that when you actually study the history, sadly. Christianity has a greater history of violence than Islam does.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: And there is no excuse for it whatsoever at all. It is something that we all should hang our heads in shame over. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly ashamed of the history of Christianity in relationship to violence. And even today of course there is violence that is perpetrated in the name of history and this should never be. Mm -hmm. But it goes on and it says and think to change times and laws. Okay, so in this particular passage, it says he thinks that he can change times and laws. In other words, he thinks that he can change God's law. You know how the, you know how we know this is God's law?
1: How? Well,
0: you think about it. If it was his law, he wouldn't think that he could do it.
1: <laughs> he would do it. He would do it. Fair enough.
0: If it's your law, you can change it, right? That's if you right. made it, you have mm-hmm. the right to change it. Mm-hmm. There's only one law you cannot change, and that is God's law. Because if you want to change God's law, you've got to go to heaven, take God off his throne, Mm -hmm. and sit there yourself.
1: Mm, Not possible. Yeah. So you can only think about changing it. You can't actually do it. You can pretend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so things change times, plural, Mm -hmm. and laws, plural. So Mm -hmm. we know that more than one law is going to be changed, more than one time is going to be changed. We clear so far? Yep. Okay. Here's something fascinating Look up Exodus chapter twenty in your Bibles, listener. And then look in a Roman Catholic Catechism and compare the Ten Commandments. Um, Guess what you will find?
1: Has there been a change?
0: There has been a change.
1: Oh my.
0: You will not find the Second Commandment. Really? It is gone from the catechism. Deleted.
1: That's a bit frightening.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a bit scary. If you you know, I mean this is this is what the great controversy in heaven all started over in the first place, was Satan wanted to change the law of God. He wanted to sit on the throne of God. He's like, I will place you know, my throne on the sides of the north. I will sit on the sides of the north. I will be like the most high.
1: It kind of sounds like he stopped trying and started succeeding, though. For, you know, he's actually managed to change uh, you know, what the Catholic Church's writings speak.
0: Okay, so if you change it in the catechism, does that change it in heaven? No. Okay. No, definitely That's not. Absolutely. That's exactly the point right there. And but this it's is where really we need to come back. The only catechism that we need, mm-hmm. in fact, the only catechism that we should ever have is the Bible.
1: But it's certain, even the though Bible,
0: sorry. I'm just going to make this go point. Go on. And, and hold that thought. Go on. Don't lose it. The Bible is our only only rule of faith and practice. Mm-hmm. Is that clear? Absolutely. Good.
1: But even though um you know, even though he hasn't succeeded in going up to heaven and removing God from His throne, he certainly managed to cause a lot of people, a lot of confusion, and, and you know, and send them, you know, up the wrong path. Oh yeah, yeah, down the wrong path. So. Absolutely.
0: So there's been a, a, a level of success here on this earth, just no level of success in heaven. And of course, we don't have to look far around our world to see Satan succeeding in lots of places, and that's because our world chose Satan and gave him a foothold here. Long, long time ago. Okay, so let's go to where were we? Daniel chapter 7. The Bible says that you'll think to change times and laws. All right, so the second commandment has been deleted from the catechism. Mm-hmm. But you can't have nine commandments, can you? No. That which would not sound right. Oh, let's recite the nine commandments. commandments. <laughs> and <it laughs> like, <doesn't> no. Work. <laughs> and so to make up the tenth, they took the tenth commandment, thou shalt not covet, and split it in two. So now they have two there thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's things. Right. Mm. Split it in two.
1: It just feels like I've got a discount there. Mm. A discount.
0: There's another one that they changed as well.
1: Oh? Mm -hmm. What's that? The fourth. They changed the fourth commandment?
0: Yes. The fourth commandment is the longest of the commandments. Mm -hmm. And they only left one line. It says, remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. And it says nothing more.
1: But there's a lot that says in the Bible. I
0: know. It doesn't, in, in the catechism, it doesn't go on to say four and six days shall you labour and do your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. That's not there. It doesn't say that.
1: Does the catechism stand higher than the Bible in like Catholic world?
0: Yeah, this is a very good question. Um, according to the Council of Trent, uh, which was the greatest church council ever held, uh, Catholic tradition is equal to Scripture. Oh wow! And so, if you were to argue it from the position of the Council of Trent, you could say that it is uh, that is equal. Okay. And so, and, and it's interesting actually when you go back to the Council of Trent because the Council of Trent was held in response to. It lasted for eighteen years, starting in uh, for, uh, 15, 1547 fifteen forty seven. I'm thinking it is fifteen forty five. Um and lasted for 18 years Mm -hmm. and it was a response to the Protestant position of having the Bible alone and so they're basically asking themselves this question can we defend our position on having tradition as equal with Scripture because they recognised if they uh, could not defend tradition as being equal with Scripture then they would be forced to accept uh, Protestantism and salvation by grace alone we're going to talk more about that in just a moment this is Carly Fletcher To Carly Fletcher, with it's Sabbath now on Follow the Lamb.
3: Lyle,
1: I have a question. So we yeah. were just talking about how the Catholic Catechism um, is supposed to be equal with the Bible, mm-hmm. according to the Catholic the Council of Trent. Council of Trent, right? So how do how do how do Catholics how do followers of the Catholic Church? You know, consolidate the fact that the Bible and the Catechism are obviously at ends with each other. Like, they're
0: Yeah, it's a really good question, and one that I'm not qualified to answer. So, if we have a uh, a Roman Catholic priest out there this morning, or somebody else who um, is qualified to answer that question, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We would love to uh, to get your perspective on that. Um, or uh, alternatively, shoot us a message on Facebook, and we'll be able to share that uh, in, as part of tomorrow's show. So, yeah, we would love to hear, hear from somebody from uh, that particular faith, and to just to give us a deeper understanding of of how you know the the Council of Trent and uh, tradition being viewed as equal with Scripture actually works when the two contradict each other. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, as it does in this case, where tradition says no, keep the keep Sunday, and the Bible says keep Sabbath.
1: Okay, so we're finding out how it is that the Sabbath got changed from Saturday to Sunday. Now,
0: it's interesting how. I was talking about the Council of Trent. Mm-hmm. <coughs> this, this is a, a council that lasts for 18 years, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to come up with a way of proving that tradition is equal with Scripture. Uh-huh. And they really struggled with that, but they eventually went back to an argument or a disputation, the Leipzig disputations that took place between... Uh, Martin Luther, you've probably heard of him. Yep. A famous German. Mm -hmm. um, And a man by the name of Dr. Eck. Mm, Okay. Have you heard of him? No. Dr. Eck, Eck, um, during the Reformation, was the greatest Roman Catholic apologist or debater Mm -hmm. of his time. Okay. And he met with Martin Luther to talk about this whole concept of salvation by grace alone and the Bible alone, mm-hmm. and the Leipzig Disputations—these were things that you know that weren't. It wasn't you know, each person gets forty-five minutes each, and then each person gets fifteen minutes each, and then each person gets a closing statement, kind of an argument. They go at it like seventeen hours a day, and wow. it went for like twelve days or something or other. Wow. And at the end of it, Doctor Eck was was um, was given the the win, so to speak. Okay. He was declared the winner because he had come up with an argument that Martin Luther could not argue against.
1: Which was? Well,
0: let me just read it for you. Please don't read the 17-hour version. Okay. (laughs) Eck made this statement. He says, Finally, the power of the church over the Scriptures holds good from this fact that the church resting on the fullness of power granted to it has made changes with certain precepts of the Scriptures for... Notwithstanding the Sabbath commandment, Sunday has taken the place of the Sabbath.
1: Yeah, I can see why it would be hard. Now, to what's Martin
0: to... Luther going to say against that? Yeah. Because he's a Sunday keeper. Yeah. Now, Martin Luther was actually arguing this um, with the, the best lecturer that he had at Wittenberg, and that was a man by the name of Karlstadt. Mm-hmm. And Karlstadt, in many ways, was leading out with the disputation. And did you know that Karlstadt from that day forward became a Sabbath keeper? Oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. And Martin Luther never did. But he, when he wrote the Augsburg Confession, did I pronounce that right?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe.
0: Augsburg? What's that city called?
1: I'd have to see it written.
0: Uh, I've, A-U-G-S-B-U-R-G. She's looking to see the... Uh, we'll get the correct German... Augsburg. Prenu- Augsburg. Augsburg. Okay. There. I've been there. <laughs> you should go there, Mon. Next time you go to visit family. Okay, so the obs- he, Luther stated this when he wrote the uh, Augsburg Confession. The observance of the Lord's Day, as in Sunday, is founded not on any commandment of God but the authority of the church. So he admits it, he just never did it.
1: That's so strange.
0: Karlstadt admitted it and did it. Okay. Because he saw that as being more consistent.
1: And th- is this how we all became Sunday keepers?
0: No, this was how Sunday was maintained during the Protestant Reformation that went with the Bible alone. Mm -hmm. The origin of Sunday goes back much, much further than that. And you'll have to go back, way back um, to the early ages of Christianity. And really what happened was it was a gradual process. The first instance of Sunday keeping originated with um, Easter Sunday. Okay, And that was once a year. So they'd have a worship service once a year on a Sunday to remember the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Then you had a situation in cities like Rome and Alexandria where a lot of the Christians noticed, well, the whole world keeps Sunday except for us and the Jews who keep Saturday. And everybody hates the Jews right now because they just did a terrible rebellion against Rome. And we keep getting labeled as Jews. So let's... Worship on both days. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a day of fasting and prayer on Saturday, s- the Sabbath day. Uh, and we'll have a, uh, an outreach feast for the pagans on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think they enjoyed more?
1: The, the, the feast, yeah.
0: And over time, the cities of Alexandria and Rome uh, went from a two-day... By the way, that's the origin of our two-day weekend. Okay. Yep. Uh, they went from the two-day weekend to just having Sunday. Over time, that was picked up by more and more churches and spread from there, particularly when Rome became the political center of the church. And so the Roman Catholic Church is very, very clear about this. Um, You know, um, your Catholic record um, from Ontario statement here, Sunday is our mark of authority. The church is above the Bible, and this transference of Sabbath observance is proof of the fact. Any Protestant who keeps Sunday acknowledges this. Yeah, these are strong statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have statement from Cardinal Gibbons. Um, he was the highest-ranking uh, Roman Catholic in the United States in his time. He says, of course the Catholic Church claims that the change was her act. It could not have been otherwise, as none in those days would have dreamed of doing anything in matters spiritual and religious without her. And the act is a mark of her ecclesiastical power and authority in religious matters. You know, you've got stories that uh you know come from the uh fifth century where you have the Bishop of Milan in Italy, mm. Milano, uh, who travels down to Rome and while he's there he worshipped on Sunday. When he went back home he was roasted by his parishioners. Do you know what do you know what his answer was? What? When in Rome do as Romans do. And there's the origin of that
1: statement. Uh, I- Yeah, you wonder where that one came from Who would have thought
0: Uh, This is uh, from a catechism How do you prove that the Roman Catholic Church has power to command feasts and holy days? Answer By the very act of changing the Sabbath into Sunday Which Protestants allow of And therefore they fondly contradict themselves by keeping Sunday strictly And breaking most other feasts commanded by the same church Wow, We could go on and on and on. In fact, I have a, uh, a small uh, booklet that I've put together uh, which has just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of statements from history demonstrating how the Sabbath was changed in the early centuries of history, particularly the 4th and 5th century.
1: Can our listeners get a copy of that booklet? Uh,
0: not at this stage. It's currently out of print. Oh. Let's change that.
1: Well, thank you so much for explaining why and how the Sunday Got changed from Sabbath. Got changed to Sunday. Stay so tuned. We're gonna have a couple of songs, and we'll be back with the question of the day.
3: Daily in the papers war rumbles in the land, global insecurity and finance troubles man. A paper called the Sunday biggest. Worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to man. Signs of the times of around us. you mm-hmm. Son of man, my friend, I ask the question: Where will you decide to stand? Signs of the times around us tell me the apocalypse will ensue.
0: You speak here on Faith FM and we have come to our question of the day and a listener has handed Mon a question of the day. What is our question of the day, Mon? Well,
1: before we do that, let me hit you with the last clue of our quiz. So the quiz clue is, who am I? I am Naomi's daughter-in-law. Give me a call, 100 Faith FM. Okay, the question is, if all humans descended from only two people, how did we all get to these different races and different skin colours?
0: Very, very good, 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 good question. And this is an area on which actually um, evolutionists and creationists agree.
1: Mm, that's what I thought.
0: Evolutionists and the creationists both agree that we all came from common ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find the same thing with every different kind of animal that there is out there. For instance, all dogs, according to both evolutionists and creationists, originated with, or particularly in, according to evolutionists, originated with two wolf-like creatures.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so the question then is, how do you breed a chihuahua from a wolf?
1: That's a very, very good question.
0: (laughs) How do you breed a white person from an African person? Mm. And the answer is very, very simple. You see, uh, the difference between human beings, um, between any two people in the world, as far as DNA goes, would be about 0.2% of our DNA differs from each other. And only 6% of that 0.2% has anything to do with race. Wow. This is why you will often find that when they're looking for tissue matches, you know, in in a hospital circumstance, for instance, in the United States, that the tissue from a white person will often be a better match to a black person than another black person to a black person.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So the, the actual
0: DNA difference between human beings is just minute. Now, all human beings other than albinos, which is a deformity, have melanin in their skin. Mm -hmm. It's just you know a different amount of that melanin. So uh, we all have melanin. Mm -hmm. All right, so if you have a uh, a herd of white cows, how do you breed black cows? Well, it's very simple. What you do is you keep breeding your white cows until you find one that has a black spot on it. Mm -hmm. You separate him, Mm -hmm. then you breed with that one that has a black spot on it until you have more with some black spots, and then you only breed with the ones that have big black spots until you keep going through that until eventually the big black spots overtake the whole cow and then you have a black cow.
1: So I guess the chances of having a baby born with blonde hair or brown hair are the same chances of having it born with more or less melatonin in its skin?
0: Yes, and what you do is to, um, to create, for instance, a race of people with black skin or a race of people with white skin Uh, or anything in between, is you've just simply got to have an environment where selective breeding takes place. In other words, those people with those features only breed within their people group, Mm -hmm. and so those features are then concentrated more year after year after year. As those features are concentrated, the skin will become, say, blacker and blacker and blacker or whiter and whiter and whiter. Mm -hmm. Now, you see, the reverse of that taking place In uh, countries like the United States where there's a lot of intermarriage between people of different skin colours where it starts to breed out again Mm -hmm. because you don't have selective breeding. Mm -hmm. You've got very general breeding. Mm -hmm. So you have to, to create races, the first thing you have to do is create selective breeding and that's exactly what took place at the Tower of Babel. God confused the languages. People only bred within their language group. And what that did was it concentrated certain um, characteristics and people with those certain characteristics moved to different parts of the world and thus you have the origin of races. Very, very simple. Evolution does not have an example as good as that for how they came to be.
1: Excellent answer to our question. Thank you so much. If you have a question that you would like us to answer, give us a call. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. We might answer your question live on air. I'm not Jesus, I will. You're listening to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8, and 88 FM. We have come to my personal favourite part of the show, not because I'm saying goodbye, don't be sad, but because we get to give away free stuff. I love free stuff.
0: What are we giving away today, Mon?
1: I am going to give away a book called The Acts of the Apostles. It's a nice, big, fat book. I'm really excited about it because we were talking about um, our study, which we just finished up on uh, Sunday versus Saturday Sabbath, um, talking about, you know, how it was the apostles kept the Sabbath, and I thought this would be a great book to give away to learn more about that.
0: Mm, Cool. Okay, so... um
1: do you want me to tell you a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, was, it. I was
0: about to talk about something else, but then I thought, no, we you probably should. I'm just
1: getting started th- here, th- Lyle. I'm going
0: to talk about something. Okay, so
1: listen to, listen to this, All right? This is what it says on the back of the book The disciples Jesus chose were no better than you are. They made mistakes, they could be arrogant and lazy and selfish. But once they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they took the good news of the gospel to the four corners of the earth. Their legacy endures today. As followers of Christ, we also are commissioned to share the good news of salvation in Christ and of His soon return. As you read this book, you will be inspired to put your trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Ask Him to fill you with the Holy Spirit so you may share your hope, faith and love with others. This book, The Acts of the Apostles, has inspired generations of Christians to endure hardships gladly for the sake of bringing people to the Lord. But you need not travel the world to find people in need of the Savior. They are in the very town where you live. Mm. Let God lead you to them. How inspiring does yeah, this it's book awesome. sound?
0: It is great. I've read this book quite a number of times myself.
1: Such a good book. If you want a copy, we are giving away a copy today for free. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to pay us postage. We'll send it to you for free. Just give me a call. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Text me, 0491-064-669. Message us on Facebook if you have to, FAITH-FM Australia. We will send that to you free of charge.
0: And if you have any questions about the question of the day about races, where did all the races come from? I've put up several links on our Facebook page, so go there and have a look, do some reading, do some research. It is one of those questions that has such a simple answer. Anybody who's ever done any breeding um, will know the answer to this particular question.
1: Indeed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've loved having you along for the show. We always will be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. And if for some reason you're listening to this and it's not Monday, the 14th of May, it is because you are listening to the delayed broadcast.
0: And you need to get with the times and get onto the live show by listening to us via faithfm.com.au or via the TuneIn app, which is how I do it. I do it all on the TuneIn app. It's so very much, simple. So much better. Anyway, we have amazing programming. Uh, Coming up, stay tuned, and we will talk to you in the morning.
3: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here.